Hello and welcome to the unprofessional Christmas special. I am Dave Wiskus, joined as always by Jamie Newberry. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Dave. How are you? I am excellent. I'm quite well. Good, and we good. we have a special guest. Who's our special guest today? It's a Christmas miracle. Mr. Lex Friedman. I was hoping for Jesus, but I'm second best. That's that's <laughs> how I'd rank it. Hi. That's Hi, Lex. I haven't I haven't heard your voice in for so long. I, it's it's not podcasted enough. This voice, that's for damn sure. Well, I meant I haven't heard your voice like speaking to me directly. I think I saw you Got at a party it. a couple of months ago, but other than that, I just I never we we never talk anymore, Lex. I blame Jamie. I it's, think it's all my fault. I think maybe there's uh, there, there's some people out there who probably think that we just hate each other now, <laughs> and we. It's it's uh we just we can't stand being in the same room or I something. I think we should fan those flames. I think we should allow people <laughs> to believe they want fan to the flames. We should just Build start the reverse. We should just start shit talking each other on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Jerk. It never even occurred to me, so I guess I'm I'm out of the loop on that one. Uh it's it's not like I get emails about it or anything, but sometimes people will say to me, like, hey, so what's up with so you and Lex? What happened? What what's happened? Yeah, what, what what caused that falling out? And what's the deal with you and Lex? Seriously. So what is the deal with you and Lex? Uh, we're fine. <laughs> we're good. We're excellent. Lex, what's your story? Hello. Oh, oh, who's this? Oh, oh it's Amy. It's Amy, Amy. Jane Gruber. Uh, As I live and breathe. So. If you say so. Oh, my God. I haven't heard those dulcet tones in a long time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So we were just Not talking since about. the same party where I saw Dave. Oh, no. Well, I do listen to um, uh, your daily Lex. You listen to that crap? I listen in in bursts. And the first time, um, yeah, at a party, Jonas met Lex. And like, as soon as I was like, hey, Jonas, this is Lex. Jonas was like, he's like, that's that guy. That's the guy. I I feel like Amy and Jonas listen to make sure uh, or to chronicle, I guess, my uh, slow descent into madness. I feel like that's what they're listening for is just to keep apprised of where I am on that downward cycle. (laughs) That time you put in another Lex, that got weird. I got worried. We both were worried. We both were concerned. (laughs) Felt like we should reach out. Did you reach out? No, no. No, they felt like they should. I mean, (laughs) that's, you know. I'm a lot of good intentions. <laughs> it's all right. Most of us are. Most of us are. So Lex, you've uh, got you've got your daily Lex, but you've got a new show now too, right? I do a show called The Rebound with uh, Dan Warren and John Moltz, where uh, it was Dan Warren's rebound from uh, Mac World firing everybody, and then I do uh, that father show, fatherhood show, also with uh, John Moltz and also John Armstrong. You can Turn get this yeah. car around. You couldn't get Dan Morin to have a kid so you could bring him in on that one too? Sadly, no. Uh, I think probably he would agree the world's better off this way. But, but Would no. it count if he adopted like an African child or something? Would that be okay? Yes, that would be totally allowed. All right, so Dan Morin, if you're listening, just go uh, adopt an African child. Wait, when I, say adopt, when I say adopt, I mean like through one of the Save a Children programs. I don't mean like Angelina Jolie or Madonna oh, style. Oh, I thought you meant adopting. Jolie style. See, no. that's, that's a, there's a qualifier there. Now he's out. He can't just subscribe. You can't just be a paid subscriber to support a kid. You got to actually it have on what he's spending per month. If he's up over like 
<laughs> if it's over 20 bucks a month, I'm okay. Do you ever have to you see have to the kid? That's what, I'm, that's what I'm it, saying. That's it. Do you get photos and do you get letters? Those are the I qualifiers. never see mine. Well, I always have that thing in parenthood <laughs> conversations where people are talking about their kids and all I've got is, well, so I've got my dog. And that just <sighs> sounds terrible. But how much better would it be if, if I could step in and say, look, I don't want to tell you how to be a parent. I'm not a parent myself, I admit, but I do support an African child. I send $3 a month or whatever it is. So I know Dave a thing or two. Taking out the photo from his wallet. Here's the kid. I can see it, <laughs> do, Dave. I can see it happening. Those infomercials people would now, shut they... up. People would shut up about it, though, because, oh, yeah. I mean, what are you going to say? You're not going to say you're not really a parent. You're going to say, wow, I just buy like a Starbucks every day. <laughs> well, so that's what I was wondering with the, with the commercials for these, uh, you know, just three dollars a day, less than a cup of coffee. Have they updated in, in the late 2000s to say because that's where we are. It's the late 2000s. Have they updated to say, you know, for less than the cost of two apps in the app store, you could support a child? <laughs> they should. The late 2000s. They should do that. The late 2000s. We recorded this a while ago. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. What's going on here? I'm with you, Amy. Live? Like, what's going on? No, this is not live. This is recorded. I'm probably not going to do much editing, if any at all. So, am I supposed to be recording anything? (laughs) No, I'm just going to use. I'm just going to use the audio. If this sounds terrible, it sounds terrible. It's a Christmas special. I did just. Who's Joe and Caso? Oh, look at me! I went Spanish. It's like I hit my head or something. Um, okay. I just wanted to make sure this wasn't live or people were actually listening. Because last year people were actually listening and that was terrifying. Yeah. This is two years in a row where we've done this on Christmas Eve, which seems like terrible, terrible planning. And is well, terrible, terrible planning. Very excited to be a part of it for the, my first year of being a I part th- of it. The Christmas special, I mean. You would think that it would be, uh, I don't know, it, it would be weirder than it is since the show's not currently running. It's way weird. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't feel weird at all. Yeah, it feels it feels actually pretty normal, pretty comfortable to me. It's like just another week. I like immediately we fell right week. back into my unprofessional voice. Yeah, I feel like it's right, like when Maya Rudolph did her one-off uh, variety special on NBC. It was like, yeah, okay, it's Maya Rudolph doing her thing. Like it didn't feel totally out of place, even though she had never done one and probably wasn't going to do another one for a long time. Uh, to me, it's oh, kind of Maya Rudolph. I thought you said my Rudolph, and I was like, "What the hell is going on, Maya?" Okay, I get it. Yeah, my, my Rudolph is with my Blitzen and Donner, and yeah, I, I was like, God. "Is this a Jewish thing?" I didn't know. <laughs> Rudolph is a very Jewish name for a reindeer, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Rudolph is a Jewish reindeer. Rudolph okay. Goldstein. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. I'm just saying, very if nice. you guys are familiar with Ben the PC guy, and why wouldn't you be? His real name, Ben, the PC guy, who's like a Windows spokesperson, uh, his real name is Ben Rudolph, and he and I used to carpool to Hebrew school together. So when I think of Rudolph, I think of Hebrew school. Is this yeah. like when you used to babysit Taylor Swift? No, that that one's a lie, but the Rudolph thing is true. <laughs> this is absolutely true. I live on an island with Taylor Swift. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Me, and, me and Taylor Swift, we live on an island together. I don't, don't see her much, but uh, she's here. Just down the street. Just down sure. the street. Just down the street. So but she lives below you. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. So this actually it is it's kind of like coming home because Unprofessional was home for so long that, that it you kind of just like when you see family again at the holidays, I'm falling right back into some of the same I don't know, patterns, some of the same ideas. Conversation topics. Yeah, be, like Lex it's making Lex a Lex Amy. joke and 
Amy may I mean it wouldn't be unprofessional without Lex and Jamie and Amy Jane. Like this this kind of feels like you you three are what I think of when I think of unprofessional. Really? Well, I I guess I guess and Christmas. <laughs> Everybody thinks of me when they think of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You know what? What happened to your Chinese food uh tomorrow? Carol? It's on the it's on uh, the Is day. it always on tomorrow. Christmas? It's on so Christmas I'm Day because what else do I have to do? On Christmas? Oh, you're the worst. You're ignoring your family and reading ridiculously stupid tweets from me. What's he going to say next? (laughs) (laughs) What's he going to say next? I really do. I kind of look forward to those because it's like, no way he's going to get some kind of crappy pun out of this again. And you always do it. (laughs) No, but I do. I seriously enjoy them. I did forget, though, that they were on Christmas Day. Nobody I know can put together a crappy pun like Lex Friedman. He's so good at it. He's so good at it. Uh, If there there were like, uh, oh, there is. There is a pun Olympics. There's a Punderdome. (laughs) That's what they call it, Punderdome. Oh, (laughs) Oh, man. You should do that, Lex. You'd be great at that. Um, Or really opposed to puns using. You might be assassinated. But yes, other than that. I never even heard of Punderdome. This is exciting. Now I'm Googling it. Yeah, Google that shit. We'll wait. I'm just excited (laughs) that that we're the three. I'm excited that we're the three people you think of when you think of uh, unprofessional. Because for me, it's like I think of Jesse Ventura, Jesse Ventura, and Jesse Ventura. That's that's my unprofessional. Jesse the mind, Jesse the body, and <laughs> yeah. Jesse and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have somebody else? Anybody else join us? The Holy Trinity. Do we caller? Are you there? I'm here. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> hey everybody, it's Renee Ritchie from the internet. Hi everybody. Hey. Hi Renee Hi. Ritchie. Hi. This is the most Welcome delightful podcast panel I've ever seen. He has no <laughs> idea who anyone is. <laughs> I do. I saw Amy and I saw, I even saw Lex Friedman. Yeah, we got Lex back despite mm-hmm. our longstanding feud. That's right. We buried the, yeah. this is like when Letterman and Leno were in a Super Bowl commercial at the same time. Didn't Leno and, or not Leno, did, uh, Letterman and Oprah did a, a commercial together too. Well, all three of them ended up in the ad at some point. Oh. So Uma, exactly Uma. What this is. if there's this enough is money exactly on the table, like if there's enough money on the table. Letterman will do anything. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm getting out of it. I read the first page of the script and then I read the last page of the script. And if I'm on those pages, I do the fucking movie. That doesn't sound like Letterman at all. Michael, that's Pan. a terrible Letterman. <laughs> that's, a, that's the worst Letterman. That's the worst ever. Letterman. Don't you have Letterman? If you're going to do it badly. Yeah, we have. <laughs> He's from I Indiana. love that everyone was silent for a minute, though. For just, just a moment, there was we, some silence. Nobody knew what to say. <laughs> Whoever does actually, the Letterman impression on Howard Stern is really good at it. I'm going to throw that out. Oh, there. they're so, he's so good, right? <laughs> and he's crazy. Like, have you ever, like, listened to when they talk about, like, when they have to pick him up, they have to, like, pick him up at a phone booth, and he doesn't want them to know where he lives, and then he comes into the studio, and he eats all their chips. Like, he's, yeah, he's such a freaking off. weirdo. But he's amazing at it. I think he's really good. John doesn't think he sounds like him at all. Oh, I think he's great at it. Good person. Anyway. So I'm thinking this is like this is like a Christmas party. And I'm just gonna keep I'm looking through my Skype contacts now. I'm just gonna start adding people. They don't even they won't even know what's happening. They're just gonna get a Skype call from me. I need a so unprofessional. I need a drink. You should get a drink. <laughs> it's three in the afternoon, Amy. It's three it's in fine. the afternoon. I'm it's a little late, late for you to start drinking. <laughs> <laughs> It's only noon on my coast over here. Took the morning Jeez. off. It's a freaking holiday. So this is That's when you're supposed true. to start, Jamie. Oh, at noon. All right. 
I think last year when we did this, it was uh, it was after I had attended a New Year's Eve, I'm not Christmas (laughs) Eve party, but this year it's before the Christmas Eve party, and uh, so this this is better this way because I go to the world's most depressing Christmas Eve party, so getting to do this ahead of time is much better. Oh, that's right. It's uh, what was the deal? What was the deal with your depressing Christmas party? Yeah, it's it's my wife's late aunt's Christmas Eve party. (laughs) So there's only one Catholic person in the family, and she's dead. Um, her, one of her two daughters self-identifies as Catholic and, uh, she usually leaves the party to go visit her mother's grave, uh, and then comes back and spends the entire party crying in her room. Uh, this wow. year she's decided the party is too painful and she's not going to attend. So, so it's only Jews. It is Jews only at a Christmas Eve party where we remember that late aunt. We remember the other late aunt. We remember the grandfather who was born on Christmas and died on Christmas. And we remember the (laughs) grandmother who died in the days leading up to Christmas. Was this a Jewish woman that died and was born on Christmas? Yes. It's a mitzvah, Lex. You're doing a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) I, this is, this is my favorite party of the year. I can't wait to go to this thing. I I don't, I don't know why I'm so surprised. I mean, she's certainly not the first Jew to be born on Christmas. <laughs> Zing. Yep. That's right. Moses was born on Christmas. Keep forgetting. <laughs> How long has this aunt been dead? Um, I think now it's like nine years. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> it might be a tradition. It might be less actually. I, I would say it's five. People create years. Five traditions. Years. All right, five, five. Okay. Tradition. Now I'm insensitive. I'm hoping though this is the last one. I'm, my guess is this is going to be the last one. Maybe she's not dead. She just hated the party so much. She told you that, so she had to stop going. It's possible. Feel bad. I don't know what to do with any of that. I don't like if I had to go to that party. I don't even know how I would talk to people. I don't know what I would say. Do you try to be funny and lighten the mood? No, the best thing is to have kids at this party. Where usually kids are in a a frustration at a party because you can't do the adult things. Here, you just immerse yourself with playing with your kids or disciplining them or whatever, and then you don't have to deal with anybody else. It's great. Just chase the kids around. I'll just around. be over here feeding my kids. You guys <laughs> yeah. go ahead and mourn. Mom, I can hold the fork myself. No, you can't. I don't know why. It sounds exactly mom. like what <laughs> I hate about holidays. I mean, I don't hate holidays. I avoid these situations so that I don't have holidays like this. Oh, my God. I've been on this tear lately about how even though I'm an atheist, I love Christmas. And I'm starting to wonder if maybe that's because I don't see my family for the holidays. <laughs> I used to you ask to be on call so that the beeper would go off on holidays. That's the best. <laughs> Were you a doctor? No, just you know, back in the old days, of IT and servers would go down, or or you know, oh, so, you know yeah. the internet would break, and you'd have to go in and reboot the machines. And oh, I thought it was like, quick, somebody scored five hundred on Crossy Road. We need a story now, and you were the guy. That's modern. That's now that awesome. everyone thinks I have a laptop, I can take it with me, log <laughs> it from the Yuletide log or something stupid. Did you say Yuletide blog? Yuletide. <laughs> I should have. I said Yuletide log. Oh. Yuletide blog would be so much. Can we edit it in to make it sound like I'm smarter than I am? <laughs> I I'm like sorry, it. Zip, I like not it. Edited. No, we're not editing this one. There's also no sponsors, so we we really can say whatever we want. What? Oh. Lex, can, Lex can do a dynamic read. I didn't want the Christmas special to be all commercialized. <laughs> I <understand>. <laughs> <laughs> the Coca-Cola Santa. Is bad enough. I also didn't want to have to figure out the map on how to pay everybody. <laughs> it's eighty seven. Wait, I'm not getting paid for this. God damn it! It's too much work. Too much work. It was all a trick, Lex. I was just hoping to make back the $16 I spent on the interview. You paid for that? Yeah. Uh, I don't know why people are watching it when they would not have watched it otherwise. Well, because of marketing. Because I now, it's, well, North Korea doesn't want you to see it. Uh, I wouldn't have watched it in the theater. 
but I would have watched it when it came to Netflix eventually or when it came to like an airplane movie. <laughs> but in this case, I just, I <laughs> oh, want to I would watch the hell of the out of that on an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> Seth Rogen on airplanes is my jam. Oh, that's yeah. Mine too. Oh my God. And John is like, how can you watch this stupid thing? And I'm like, like the last time I flew neighbors watched neighbors. Uh, uh, oh my God. Judd Apatow, uh, Seth Rogen on an airplane. Amazing. It's the way to yeah, live. This is the end I watched on an airplane and that's fun. Cause I yeah, love watching too. people die on airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> like fictionally, fictionally die. Fictional death on airplanes. Would you watch a Seth Rogen movie on an airplane if you happen to be sitting next to Seth Rogen? No, that would be even better. Am I comfortable enough to introduce myself, or are we refusing to speak to each other? I, I don't know. It's you. What would you do? Well, if I have the opportunity to talk to him, I would talk to him. And then as soon as he gave me the cold shoulder, he's like, okay, I'm going to just like watch, you know, listen to my headphones now or whatever. Then I would put on the movie. So he felt bad about showing Like me. angry watch it. Angry yeah. watch it, right? The worst press conference I ever went to was uh, I had to go to the Sony press conference at CES two years ago because there was no one else to go. And I was front row. And Howard Stringer came out with uh, Seth Rogen because I think it was a Green Hornet time. And they all were wearing these 3D glasses uh. because Sony was doing their massive 3D push. And the most uncomfortable people in the world talked about the shittiest technology on the world for entirely too uncomfortably long. It was it was it was effectively it was the professional Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. I think what I would do. Here's my move. I would sit next to Seth Rogen, and if if he were nice to me and seemed like a friendly enough dude, I would I'd let it all slide. But if if <laughs> what I suspect would happen were to happen, and he were kind of a douche, uh, I would watch the movie, and I would roll my eyes whenever he was on the screen, and I would intentionally fall asleep halfway through. <laughs> Force yourself to sleep like a silent, like a Gandhi style even. silent protest of Seth Rogen. But you have Pixel on your lap, so he'd be left to deal with Pixel all by himself. Even better. I would make I would train I will start today training my dog to pee on Seth Rogan. <laughs> I don't luck. even dislike him that strongly. I just think he, he thinks he's way funnier than anybody else thinks he is. Oh, I don't think so. I think he seems like a nice man. You know I me. I love everybody. His funny level. I I think that he's a good writer. I don't think that his performance style of doing everything exactly the same is necessarily great, yeah. but I think that he's a decent writer. I, he, when, whenever I see him He's in a the movie, smash mouth of actors. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I would totally agree with that. He actually kind of looks like the guy from smash mouth. <laughs> oh, now we need to get Seth, Seth Rogen to do karaoke to all star. He could do a biopic. Good luck getting him on smash unprofessional. <laughs> Seth Rogen's Christmas special. <laughs> well, I'm going on record as saying, I think he's a nice man. <laughs> <laughs> Is this is this a you can get him on just the tip? Oh yeah, no, no guests. That's our rule. No guests. Is that a hard rule? Yeah, that's a serious rule. My son begging to be on it won't let him. Was was he begging to be on it before he was on the uh, final episode of the show? No, no, no. Did we? Did he get a taste for podcasts? Yeah, he's like dipped the toe into the podcast world and realized how just goddamn exciting it is. (laughs) (laughs) He probably realized all the women he was getting after it. He's like, I'm, he's like, I'm a white guy. I can do a podcast. It's more of a calling, really. I got a computer. <laughs> I have a computer and a phone and an opinion. Yes, exactly. Lots of opinions. I'm not afraid to use any of them. Tell him to do a YouTube show. He wants to. He wants to. I don't know. I feel weird about it. Why? 
I don't know. Like he has uh, YouTube heroes. And in fact, like when he found out that you were doing a YouTube show, he just couldn't believe that he knew a celebrity of your caliber. <laughs> <laughs> he's I, like, Whiskus, I've taken an Uber with Whiskus and he's got a, a, a YouTube channel. Yeah, like, I'm those the most are famous his, person he knows. Yeah, those are his, you, you are, you know, and uh, those are his heroes, though. I mean, he likes, uh, I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know, Lex, if you're your kids, but I know like Moltz's kid totally My into kids definitely have YouTube yeah, heroes. Yeah, and your kids. Yeah. I have YouTube heroes. I just yeah. that that's the thing, you know, somebody pointed out fairly recently. It's like for our kids and the, the generation today, like there's no difference between YouTube stars and television stars. Like that is their television for a lot of them, you know? Yeah, for like, us, YouTube yeah. is that thing that we would go to for ages to see cat videos and shit like that. Right. But right, for kids right. it's it's just one more way of seeing videos. It's yeah, no it's different from the TV yeah. or Netflix or HBO Go. It's all the same thing to them. It's just moving pictures. Right. And isn't it That's funny true. that we've obsessed, you know, we've accepted podcasting. Like, no, podcasting is a real legitimate thing. But YouTube, that's bullshit. That's for little kids. But uh, no, I think, I don't know. You're, you're the wave of the future, Dave, with your little show. With my little show. See, when, yeah. you, when you say I'm the wave of the future and you follow it up with, with your little show. No, I, I did not like, mean that. I meant feel that like I'm getting like, mixed signals, Amy. <laughs> you know what you i think i make you uneasy but no i i meant that in general like, she wants to encourage you but not make you complacent right okay <laughs> yeah. she wants to encourage me not but not make that the ego much. swell too much yep i no, was actually no ego. being nice it felt like i was being nice. <laughs> felt that's like why I it felt so nice. weird <laughs> nobody knew what to do with that oh christ where's your uh where's your youtube show amy Oh God, I, oh no, <laughs> I don't, I get nervous now. Like I'm still looking at this Skype thing thinking they can't see me, right? Like I don't want anyone to see me. <laughs> yeah, but if you did, uh, wait, if you why did not video? be able to see you? Oh God, uh. you can see me. The only person I can see is Whiskus. Whiskus has like a little like Skype thing and it's like shifting around and it's making me nervous. It's like that sexy Whiskus in the red chair. <laughs> oh, right. my, uh, my bedroom You're, eyes selfie. Yeah. Like yeah looking I can right see through you. you. Mm. Yeah, he is. He can see through your clothes. (laughs) I can't see you, but my avatar can. I don't understand what's happening in the shirt in Dave's sexy avatar. I've wondered for a long time. It looks like there's like uh, an engagement ring superimposed on the bottom corner of the shirt. No, it's it's this necklace that I had that I don't know. It's like oh, it's off to the side. Yeah, yeah. I'm laying down. Fun fact: your engagement ring. Fun fact: when you did design surgery, never, never before revealed. I don't think the shirt I'm wearing in that picture is a daring fireball t-shirt. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. You can't really prove that though. You could say that about anything. (laughs) Well, I could, I could send you the full. (laughs) You could say it was a daily lecture t-shirt and nobody would know the difference. Start making posters and sell them. Sign that shirt, (laughs) that picture. You're not wearing pants. I bet. I'll bet it's just a daring fireball shirt. Nothing downstairs. Well, I was at work at the time, so probably, probably that might violate the daring fireball shirt licensing agreement that you signed when you ordered it. <laughs> Is there a licensing agreement? I'm sure Amy has that. Cause you may not wear this shirt pantless. Yeah, it's a lot of rules. The first ones came with membership cards. I think it said, you know, must wear pants at all times. Is that true? No. No, I was hoping it would be. There were membership cards. Because I had to put them in the envelopes. What, what but, do those look uh, like? Um, I have pictures of them somewhere on my Instagram. Like I found a bunch when I was spring cleaning. They were adorable. Were you spring you know, cleaning John... or was this when you had the, the mouse problem? 
we have to bring up the mouse problem. I'm sorry. And it's like, which edition of the mouse problem? <laughs> yeah. Holidays. Every holiday special has animals. Yeah, they're just, you know, they make us cookies and yeah. No. Um <laughs> I forget. I don't know. John's cleaning his office now. He got a new computer and his rule is when he gets a new computer, he cleans his office. And so Del? he's had a and that's brand the only new time he cleans the Del. office. Yeah, it's it really Del. is. It really is. And instead of cleaning the office, he decides that he's going to clean his keyboard. And so he's got like alcohol and like, like rubbing alcohol. Not, I mean, he might, <laughs> he might take a office swig. Alcohol? He might take a swig here and there, but then he like, it's so, it's amazing to watch. Like he gets a Q-tip then he takes off the keys. I mean, he really like cleans his keyboard like, like an insane person. <laughs> like a rain you man. that keyboard a drink, Amy. You can't put <laughs> I like the way you're like uh, rubbing alcohol. Rubbing, like God forbid anybody think John Gruber drinks. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't, I don't know how he got that reputation. I, I can't help you. He was just telling me though that he was uh, he's he's lately only been using the office for recording podcasts, and that made me think of the mouse story. No, it's because it's all a mess because he can't finish cleaning it, and so he has a brand new, like ginormous iMac downstairs that he hasn't even opened, and he's had since since you guys were out here for that Philly thing. He's had it for that long. Yeah, God, yeah, he, he got it right away. How do you, just in the box? I don't care how boring the package is when it arrives. I have to open it right then. Nope, it's just this little trap, well, this giant trapezoid sitting downstairs. Yeah. It could be I order, I don't know, toilet paper or deodorant or something. When it arrives, I am so excited to open a package. I have Are to you open a dog? it right then. Seems like dog. <laughs> do, you, <laughs> do you live in the zip code where you can get the, the one hour Amazon delivery now, Dave? Uh, I, I don't know, but I've certainly ordered things that have showed up that day. Oh, order something now and get here by the end of the show. We'll find out. Oh, that'd be incredible. <laughs> that would be so awesome. Of what would I order? Order something, something really cool. Well, I, would, I would think toilet paper. Toilet paper. Anything at this point, really anything. It doesn't yeah. matter. You're going to open it. Something basic. It <laughs> Wait, did somebody else join this call? <laughs> hey, everybody! It's Serenity yes. Caldwell. Hi. Hey, Hello. Serenity Caldwell. Hello. She's Surprise. like, what the hell is here? <laughs> hey, Amy Jane Gruber. Hey, Jamie. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Hi. Welcome to the party. I'm doing all right. I don't know the last time Serenity <laughs> and I spoke. Woohoo! Was it earlier today? It's been it it's been sadly, today. yeah. No, no, it's been a while. See, this is what we've happens. Been, the band breaks up ghosting, and everybody like commenting on other people's twitters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have interacted through various text-based means, but this is the first time we've spoken in in uh, maybe maybe a year. I don't know. Take a hint, Lex. She's ignoring you. <laughs> yeah, how much is Dave really paying to do this? <laughs> Nobody's getting paid, Lex. Oh, okay. I figured you had to pay some of them just to deal with me. Nobody's getting paid. This episode is not brought to you by anybody. <laughs> Visit anybody.com slash unprofessional to learn more. <laughs> Visit any website you can think of slash unprofessional. Yeah, if if that if that works, buy something there. <laughs> And maybe they'll send us a check. You know what you should do? You should go and buy something. Just, just pick pick anything. Any of any of the the regular companies that sponsor podcasts. Just go there and buy their thing, and tell them that it was because of unprofessional, and that they should send us money. We can just go Patreon you. How do you pronounce that? Day? Patreon, Patreon you. <laughs> Patreon. 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 Have, it's not an English word. I can't pronounce it. 
It's not I'll go downstairs and ask John how to pronounce it. He's it, good at that. It's not a real word. <laughs> I mean, it's a. It is now, but it's not. No accent. It's on become it. a real word. I think you're trying to Has say. Has it become Patron. a verb yet? Patron. That Patron. sounds like a drink. Yeah. Patron. It sounds way better than the other service. That is a drink. Mm-hmm. Patreon. This is like uh, being at a real party. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to play cards against humanity? <laughs> I'm just gonna stand in the corner and watch people with my drink. How, what percentage of the people on this call um, own a square foot of land on Hawaii too, thanks to Cars Against Humanity? <laughs> I do. I was disappointed I to learn that it's it's an island in a lake. I thought it was like an island in the ocean. Not, Not an island. That would be extreme. Well, I, I don't know. I expected like an island that I could get to by ship. Not an Like island. Larry Ellison's island? Yeah. I mean, even if it's somewhere up north, that's fine. Uh, I just didn't think that I, I'd be able to drive to it. Well, you, you still have to row to it. At yeah, the end. but that's a canoe. I want like I want to take a yacht to my private island. We both live on islands right now, Dave. That's, that's terribly true. exciting. I yeah. live on an island with Taylor Swift. <laughs> so I've I heard. live <laughs> on an island with I don't know Putin, maybe Celine Dion. I don't have nothing. Vla- Vladimir <laughs> Putin? <laughs> no, a different island. Oh, you said Poutine. You yes. said Poutine. I did. Delightful French fries and gravy. That is not the same as Putin. No. Yeah, no. Although if he were, maybe the world would be a happier place. I somehow I doubt it. Maybe we could we could smother him with cheese. <laughs> That's illegal. <in> <laughs> no, like cheese curds, though. It can't be cheese. It has to be slightly different from cheese, so you're a little bit skeeved out the first time you try it. <laughs> yeah, it should be uh, a shirtless Vladimir Putin covered in cheese curds and gravy. Can that be the album art? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vladimir Putin. <laughs> all right that got awkward <laughs> so, well so i have a question for the for the panel am i allowed to ask one yeah, by all means besides that one uh well so what fun things is everybody doing for christmas because i'm gonna do nothing <laughs> um but everybody else in theory does something right don't you order chinese food lex no, I'm going to order Chinese food and write parodies about Chinese food of Christmas carols. I love that you and do that. Like, I do that too. I do Chinese food. So like, but here's a great thing. This year we got an email from our Chinese restaurant reminding <laughs> us that they're there. It's fantastic. Uh, we're literally... Just... What's that? We're, we're, placing, we're placing our order with a kosher Chinese restaurant today um, nice. for tomorrow because of how over overbooked they get on the day of oh that's so smart very smart that's usually you call for dinner and it's a two-hour wait to get your dinner that's a real thing i've taken the kosher side of my family to the kosher chinese restaurant and it's it's an interesting experience i guess it makes sense i guess it sort of depends on where you live i was just looking at the stats there's a thing that came up on twitter last night about uh demographics and i was looking up uh where i'm more or less from Colorado and what the percentage population of, uh, was of black people. And it turns out in the state of Colorado, it's like 4% black people. <laughs> it's way lower than I ever would have thought. In the city of Denver, it's around 10%, which I guess is better, but still shockingly low. And now I'm wondering, maybe being here on the East Coast, being in New York, if I would try to order Chinese food, it might be a bit of a hassle. But in Denver, uh, I think there's probably way more Chinese restaurants than there are Jewish people. 
Yeah, the Chinese restaurants aren't there to serve Jewish people. It's just that they're the only people who will serve Jewish people on Christmas. Do you think that's uh, uh, just because of them being willing to stay open? Or do you think they have a special affinity for Jews? Or do you think maybe they just hate Christians? I don't even have to think because there was an article in Slate.com today on hey. this very question. I think it was Slate. Was it Slate? Sure. No, it was Yahoo. It was, the headline was Why American Jews Eat Christmas, Eat Chinese Food on Christmas. And they don't eat Christmas. That'd be disgusting. And uh, it's, it's basically because Chinese restaurants were open during holidays when other restaurants would be closed for a longer time. Like on Sundays when most things would be closed because everybody was at church, the Chinese restaurants stayed open. So Jews started thinking, hey, whenever the Christians are making everything be boring, Chinese is the way to go. Well, the Chinese go to Jewish restaurants on Chinese New Year, right? I mean, it all works out in the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they celebrate Chinese New Year with uh, bagels and lox and like uh, gefilte, gefilte fish. fish. Yeah. yeah. I was about to ask what a Jewish restaurant was, but I guess bagels. Yeah. Or a, a deli. deli. Yeah. Yep, a deli. The yeah, best the, delis. There are quite a few in, uh, in Montreal, aren't there, Renee? Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's the thing about Montreal restaurants is they're complete total lies now. Like all the Jewish delis are owned by Greek people. All the sushi restaurants are owned by Chinese people. And they think that we can't tell. That we're so dumb we can't tell the ethnicity of our own restaurants. I'm, call, I'm calling them out on it. There is. There's a, a bagel shop that I go to all the time that is run by God's chosen people, the Chinese. <laughs> Where I live, the Greeks are always trying to do Italian food. And like you can tell, you know, that that it's Greek pizza and not Italian pizza, but they're just trying to fool everyone and they're really bad at it. And I don't know why they don't just make Greek food. Not all Mediterraneans look alike. It's a stereotype. <laughs> yeah, right. I think that they're, they're just sliding in under that. And it's like, this Greek pizza is disgusting. No I can American. say that because I'm Greek. The pizza. I can say <laughs> that because I'm Greek. No raisins. No raisins. The, um, at a true kosher restaurant, they, besides the people who make the food, they also have to have somebody on staff who's effectively a rabbi whose job it is to make sure that they're keeping everything kosher. And the guy who does it at the local kosher Chinese restaurant is easily 800 years old and almost never helps. He's typically just sitting and like quietly observing the kitchen to make sure no pigs jump in there and, you know, commit Harry carry on the stove or anything. And... Uh, Every once in a while, when the restaurant's totally slammed, like it will be tomorrow, they'll start talking to him and like begging him to help. Like, could you could you hand bags to customers? And he does it with such a, I can't believe I have to stoop to this level of work. For 900 face. years old, kosher has I kept. <laughs> yeah. He's old. That's the key point of this story is that he's a very old man, but he hates working. He only wants to watch. And when they make him like answer the phone and take an order, he hates it. Why would he that even want to That makes everybody's watch? holiday better. Well, Jews like, like to food watch. Voyeur, Dave. Jews like to watch. Jews like to watch. <laughs> oh. Podcast so, Alex. Serenity, where are you right now? I'm in Los Angeles. Woohoo. And in, in a house that I've never been in before, which is kind of strange. Uh you, place to celebrate Christmas. But you just like Airbnb it or what? You broke No, I'm, so Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm sleeping on the floor. They're all gone for the holidays. My parents moved for the first um they they've been in the same house for 10 years pretty much since I since I left for college. Um and now it's a brand new house. Uh in a completely different location also still in Los Angeles, but uh elsewhere in Los Angeles and so it's been a a fun adventure of trying to like remember where everything's stored and the fact that the kitchen is still half assembled and, uh, and there are boxes everywhere. So it's been a fun, like decorate for Christmas and like get certain rooms very nicely done so that the public can come over or not the public, but you know, friends and family can come over. <laughs> Everybody. Can, uh, 
Yeah, no, don't go so to wait, my house. We don't have the house that was a, the house that they've left. Was that the chicken wire Wi-Fi house, or is that a different? That house? was the chicken wire Wi-Fi house. Yep. Wow. So now R. they R. have a good strong signal. House. That's yeah. That's well, stronger. We're we're <laughs> we're in the shadow of a couple of mountains that make uh make it a little bit difficult to get amazing Wi-Fi and amazing uh, cellular cell service. So we're still on the M cells. Stupid AT and T. Wait, why would that affect Hollywood Wi-Fi? An antenna? Why would, it, why would the valley affect Wi-Fi? The Wi-Fi is local. Um, just in terms, I well, not the Wi-Fi, specifically the cellular signal, but also the problem with, I don't know if we're getting um, cable in this house. I suspect we're getting something stupid like satellite or DSL internet, something really, <laughs> for whatever reason. Something whatever stupid. My, Ew. Yeah, no, I know, I'm sorry. My, my, I don't know what it is. It's just every single house that they have lived in has been in a bad area for, you know, your, your standard cable internet. So it's always some kind of boutique strange service that offers five whole megabits of download. And, and I'm crying and, secretly. And power boost. Yes. Oh, power boost. So you're not going to be streaming the, the interview. Sadly, uh, <laughs> not, not until I get to, to Vegas. Do you guys think um, that Vegas? Woo. When are you coming to Vegas for CES? You said uh, for CES, yeah. And, nice, and there nice. for thanks, Renee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Shaking apologize my again. Shaking my you with a smile. That's the worst time of the year. In Vegas is magnificent, <laughs> and it feels like it's just CES is getting bigger and bigger and more wasteful and more wasteful every year. I yep. stopped it's, going about ten years ago. <laughs> uh, you made the right decision. There's, yeah, there are some just, parts about CES that I that I like, like I kind of, I, I almost like the insanity of the let's, let's pretend that we're still doing the world showcase and the, you know, the, the yearly technology, uh, world's fair and show the most outrageous proof of concepts that will never, ever get shipped in the world. Uh, but then there's also the, the daily drudge of CES and that's just painful. I couldn't finish it last year. Every year I've walked the entire floor and last year it was just so big. I mean, I just looked out at the Shenzhen and the Taiwan pavilions and turned around and went home. <laughs> this all sounds, nothing about CES has ever appealed to me. Now, I like technology things. I like stuff with blinking lights. It's just too much, like Dave. Christmas it's too much, it's, like Christmas yeah. trees. Like Christmas trees. I've never been a blinking lights on a tree kind of guy. I want solid lights. I want those lights to stay put. Mm -hmm. Actually, here's a, here's, here's a question. Colored lights or white lights? I've got white lights on my, well, it's not even a tree. It's a drum kit, but. <laughs> I've got I've got the white lights as well, but I'm not opposed to colored lights. White lights. I kind of think they're more fun. That's very inclusive of you, Jamie. We have a blinking <laughs> dreidel in the front window. Actually, Ooh, any solid color. Nice. I don't like the multicolored lights. You can, like any color you like, but just go with that one. <laughs> hey, Amy, tell us about your tree situation. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying I'm to so be sorry. really quiet when we started talking about the tree. <laughs> like I just, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like maybe no one will remember that I'm here. Did you really have to cut the top of it off? Yeah, we cut the top of it off. I mean, how the hell else is I going to get you it in there? I mean, the it's... bottom off. No, you... oh, God, you don't know shit about trees. Uh, <laughs> you've got you've got to cut the top <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, I'm the you've idiot. Edit... Yeah, you and my husband. Like you, you have know, to... Dave ruins Arbor Day every year for this very reason. <laughs> uh... You can't from the bottom okay like you can take a little off the bottom but you you know it's got to fit in the stand i i mean yeah 
I'm tired of explaining myself. <laughs> but now you get right, this crazy thing where... It's just way easier where... to, to like Edward Scissorhands it up at the top, you know? But then don't you have a tree that doesn't come to a point? Well, I do my best. I mean, I'm not a professional hairdresser. But <laughs> I mean, I do my best. Why isn't that good enough for you? It's like, I have to be an hairdresser. <laughs> I would I love to, to see do... a photo of it, Amy. I really oh. would. I think it sounds oh. fantastic. Oh, it, it's great. It hasn't fallen over, um, which was a problem last year. Last year it fell over twice. Uh, that's that's a real mess when your real tree falls over on your hardwood floors. Uh, run, John, no run. Good. No good. No. No, it's that kind of mess where you just look at it and go, now what? Like you don't even know where to start cleaning it up. I think I cried. I think I cried and then I just got to work and cleaned it up. And it, we broke all of our ornaments or a majority oh. of them. And uh, <laughs> who was sad? <laughs> no, I'm laughing. I'm oh, I thought like, someone gave I have, me. I have no analogous situation. Like, I guess we have a slight risk of fire if all five menorahs are ablaze at the same time on the eighth night. But like, the biggest risk is when somebody <laughs> cry because they lose a dreidel. I don't know. <laughs> I Wait, would five menorahs. Fire. Lex? <laughs> well, uh, we, really, this year we did four, but one per kid, and then one for, that Lauren and I shared. Times are tough in the Friedman household. You that way, each kid. Exactly. That way. Well, Lauren's like, I don't need one, and I said, Well, I need one. <laughs> so, we did four. For and that way each What's kid it can for? Light their own. So I can light my own. I want to light my own freaking menorah. Otherwise, the kids tell him no, and they argue and they fight, and his wife has to send him all to bed early, just, and it's just a mess. It's just sad. It's just candles, right? Right. But you, you yeah, know, you it's know rarely do kids get to wield fire. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lighting candles is a big deal when you're a kid. I guess right. That makes sense. I, I I can't just because I'm so culturally removed from it. I just don't. I look at the idea of lighting menorah, and that just seems like work. With a tree, you do it once, and then you just plug the fucker in at night. Every year, my grandmother would tell me that they had to have they didn't have lights back then, so they had candles on their tree, and her father would have to keep a water bucket next to it in case oh, the tree gosh. caught fire. Wow, oh, that's, that's terrible. terrible. Seems like a lot of work. My my Christmas real- tree is a drum kit that's you know stacked from biggest drum to littlest drum and there's there's <laughs> lights wrapped around it and I did this one year because I thought it would be cute and I wound up really liking it and I'm lazy so I've just left it in my apartment as like art and I brought <laughs> it with me and I set it up in the corner here in New York and it's just it's always on I've got these great LED lights that have been running for I don't know I think maybe 3 or 4 years straight uh, I'd never unplug it I never bother and that's how I want to approach a Christmas tree the idea of having to do things sounds like a nightmare to me Oh, it's the it's the fun of the the experience and the the season. I can't like I you know I really like the drum kit idea, and a friend of mine also did like a book Christmas tree this year, which I thought was pretty cool. cool. But I I love I love real trees so much. I just I like the smell of it, and I like the. It doesn't really feel like the Christmas season kicks in until I force myself to like drag a heavy bucket of ornaments upstairs and and decorate a damn Christmas tree. I don't I don't know what it is. It's just like I can't make that adjustment, especially when I was growing up in Los Angeles and you didn't have the whole like weather getting colder, snow coming <laughs> down thing to clue you in that like, hey, it's the holidays. You need something. You need a. And so in my case, it was a, a real Christmas tree. I, I'm happy with there being something to remind me of this. I want it to feel like Christmas. I like real trees too, but I like them so much that I'm not going to cut them down. <laughs> but really, I got a lecture you, this year uh, from her kids who Dave just found out exist. It blew um, my mind. 
that because uh, she, she wanted a real Christmas tree and her six-year-old looked at her and said, you know, mom, if you get a real tree, you're going to have to take care of it and you're going to have to sweep up after it and clean it afterwards. <laughs> the, the exact reverse of the dog talk that he'd gotten several years ago. And then they, they ended up not getting the tree because that was a lot of work. <laughs> Kid was right. Kid was right. That's I don't, amazing. I'm okay with like putting up a tree and decorating. I think all that stuff is fun. What I'm not okay with is taking all that shit back down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what we do? <laughs> we, Compost. We have a we have a fake tree, and I got a new one this year because the old one was uh, like ten years old. But we got an all white one, and we just all put, white. Like, yeah, all it, white. So it's it never, like albino tree. Yeah, it's an albino tree. But what's what's fantastic about that is we got um, like suckers and candy canes and googly eye rings and ridiculous like party favor sorts of things that are all disposable. <laughs> They're all or giveawayable to children after after we're done. And we also put gifts inside the tree this year, which is in sort of weird and awesome. In the tree, there are gifts, presents poked all over in the tree. So you have to. Cut your hand to shit while you're reaching. No, it's not because it's not a real tree. It's a fake tree, so it doesn't hurt. If you, I I, on Instagram, you can see my tree on Instagram. But it's it's got to be scratchy at least, right? Not really. It really isn't. With your tree on Facebook. Oh, nice, (laughs) nice, nice. Can't believe we're doing. Also, just throw everything out. You don't really have to undecorate it. You can just do the way we do it and just drag it outside and leave it. Everything's still on. (laughs) Good for the environment. I love it. Yeah, I like fun. I just like the funness of it. It's just it's not serious. It's not. I don't know. It's probably got way too much stuff in it, but it's fun. It's a fun tree. Fun trees. I like. Well, I did add one thing this year, which is I bought a little tiny tree looking a fake tree a little tiny fake tree from ikea that i set on top of the drum kit very nice so your ornament is like your, your top of your ornament tree. is your tree right <laughs> yeah exactly the tree topper is the tree that's fitting is it is a tree itself or a fake tree yeah a tree topper yeah. if you will <laughs> oh i will not it was the you top know, of amy's tree he thought he would repurpose it <laughs> it does extend the height of the tree by a good two feet so uh it looks more impressive i guess there you go. I sent a picture There's to my a, mom and she loved it. That's always important. If if Dave's mom is not happy, then it's just not acceptable. It's really the yeah. only reason that, that I cared about Christmas when I was growing up is because my mom cared about it. So for me, it's more like, let me just let me send a picture of the tree to my mom. And beyond that, I'm fine. Is it hard on your mom that she's not going to see you for Christmas this year? Uh, I'll probably FaceTime or something. That's not really the same, Christmas Dave. It's awesome. It's not? Okay, it's insane. <laughs> No, it's a, it's a, I, maybe a little difficult, but I don't think it's going to be, I guess it would be the first Christmas. Yeah. I don't know. Are I you leaving her Florida alone for Christmas? Night, and oh. so all I can think about is kids growing up and then they don't see you ever again. And then you have to kill yourself, which is not exactly of the plot of boyhood. Well, now too. I hope my mom is isn't listening to this show. <laughs> no, she's going to be sad. Don't, Trust me. Don't no make one's Dave's listening to this sad. show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think there really should be a ban on watching Boyhood before the holidays because I did that, Lex, uh, two days ago yesterday when I was on the plane to Los Angeles. And by the end of that, I'm like, oh, my God, why did I watch this before, you know, going and doing family stuff? And damn you, Richard Linklater, go (laughs) don't die in a fire because your movies are good. But (laughs) I watched it and then I was depressed and I was thinking about my kids and how they were going to grow up and not care about me anymore. And I was like, well, I need to cheer up. So I'm going to bed now and we're going to read a book before bed. So I finished reading my Phil Hartman biography. And let's just say it doesn't end. (laughs) So it was not exactly the uplifting moment I was hoping for. 
as are reading oh, the holidays. I had avoided spoilers about Phil Hartman for years. So is, is that how the news I didn't watch news radio, so I wouldn't be spoiled. Yeah, exactly. This guy seems really funny. How come I haven't seen any more of a star? Wah, wah. Oh. My anyway, method for putting up a tree is I just <laughs> wait until my sister arrives in the city um, and then wait a couple extra hours and then go to my folks' place and the tree's done. <laughs> very simple system. Very nice. Just hide. I do. You hide until the work is done. I you go pick it. up the Chinese food. I cook. I like cooking for the holidays. I, it's, it's very therapeutic. It's, I like eating for the holidays. Yeah. It seems like the tree was always just a source of an argument. How do you argue over a tree, Sorry, Amy. I didn't mean to bring up bad memories. We what, almost what? get divorced every year when it's time to put up the tree. I mean, legit divorced. Are there fights around other Christian holidays during the year, or is this the only one that you guys pay attention to? When you hide the eggs, is there a problem? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's good. Damn it, you didn't hide that well enough. Yeah. No. That was so easy to find, Amy. It's what the hell? Oh, Jonas, three yeah. seconds. <laughs> no, no, it's just the tree. It's just the tree. It's it's just really hard because I'm the only one who loves it. Like I've given up the pumpkin patch. Like I used to like to go to the pumpkin patch, and I wanted Jonas to have this like you know Norman Rockwell memory of like we go to the pumpkin patch, and you know finally I realized I was dragging everyone there, and no one liked it, and Jonas didn't like it, and this was not a good memory. So I gave that up, and so I think they're hoping that I give up the tree farm, and it's Don't not going to it. happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen. We're going to have good family memories, damn it. We do the pumpkin patch each year because uh, we maybe because we don't do Christmas trees. And but your kids are smaller too. Right. But the, th- the thing that I hate Probably is that the pumpkin nicer. patch, you used to have to like <laughs> cut the pumpkin off yourself. But now it's literally a field that they drove their pumpkins to that they grew <laughs> elsewhere. So it's like right. scattered pumpkins on a field and you pick one up. It's stupid. Yeah, there's no it's like picturesque vine. Yeah. like This pumpkin is no bullshit. Charlie Brown. Uh, so what you really yeah. want is like I don't know some kind of maybe maybe some mines under the pumpkins like you lift the pumpkin and like there's a small explosion or just worms under some of them like give, Lex give me wants some Uber for pumpkins that's his his deal yeah it's like a pumpkin parking lot I mean you just <laughs> pick one up <laughs> because the giant if, pumpkin shelf if it's just yeah if it's just a big room where or a big area where they placed pumpkins that were going up that's just called a store yes exactly it's an <laughs> yeah, outdoor that's pumpkin all it store is. we have those already but I have to go to the lot. suburbs. <laughs> I don't want Uber for pumpkins. I want Uber for pumpkin carving. That'd be cool. There's a thing here. The uh, this was a big shock to me, but the the Christmas tree situation here in New York, it it blew my mind. And I guess I mean it makes sense. I knew that people here probably wanted trees, and uh, I, I guess I hadn't really thought through how they would get them. But the way it works, if you've never seen this, if you've never been to the city during the, the Christmas time. Just the sidewalks, they'll have these, this, like a you know half a block worth of sidewalk that is lined with Christmas trees. And there's a guy standing there ready to take your money. Wow. And they're all bundled up, like they're, they're tied up and you just, you come up and you pay 40 bucks and you take a little Christmas tree and you carry it back to your apartment. Yeah, Are there but Christmas trees too, but you can't tree. see it. You can't see it. I mean, I'm really, really fussy about my Christmas tree. You can't see it. It's all tied up. It's a $40 tree you bought in Manhattan. I mean... I mean, but we have those too, and they're run by some some shifty fellas. And uh, yeah, I never do that. That's they're the guys who sell you. Yeah, you might wind up with right? a. Yeah, you might wind up with a with a tree that has like a gap and two feet, and I guess yeah. you just turn that towards the wall. But still, this is deciduous, the damn it! I got like totally a rat screwed. in it. 
So what they've been doing in L.A. this uh, I guess it started like two or three years ago is in addition to all of the cut trees that you get in like parking malls and parking malls, shopping lots, something (laughs) (laughs) shopping malls and parking lots. um, They've started doing a a tree growth thing where you rent a Christmas tree in progress for 30 days. Yeah, and then, it, yeah. and then it goes back and then lives with the farm for the other, you know, 300 days of the year and then comes back to you. Same tree a year later. Wait, and so they have to they, they dig it up and trim the roots? Service. No, it's in a it's in a pot. It's a it's a potted Christmas tree and it starts off about four or five feet and you it you ba- they basically towed it to your house. You have to feed and water it like a Christmas, like a regular plant. And then they take it away at the end of Christmas and they keep it back in their farm and then they drive it back out the following year. Does huh. it get bigger? It does get bigger in theory. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I could be into this. I could be into this. You'd have to do something to market so you can make sure you got the same tree back again. <laughs> yeah. I think there's like tags or something. I don't know if I'm treesist, but all trees kind of look the same to me. Treesist. <laughs> <laughs> your trees, Except for the ones with the two foot, uh, the two foot gaps, you got to look for yeah. those, Lex. See, I don't, you gaps are no good. You can fill the gaps with presents, though. I've learned this. That is or true. With, or with love, Jamie. With love, <laughs> fill the <laughs> gaps <laughs> with love. That's beautiful, Renee. And kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> presents and love. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we're saving Christmas right now. Literally, with this uh, this discussion or the show in general, or us all of the above. All right, but so this this really would be like Uber for Christmas trees. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah, it's the rental thing. Yeah, Yeah. Christmas tree rentals. um, It's it's so odd to me, and apparently they're not. You know, I would expect that something like this would be wicked expensive because you had to pay for the people to store it, and you have to pay for the people to cord it out, and all of that. Apparently, it's not that much more expensive than your average, like, nine or ten foot fancy Christmas tree in Los Angeles. So it's like a couple hundred bucks, um, which is a lot for a Christmas tree. But Yeah, but when time, you factor in the time that you're yeah, not spending wanting a lot and the fact yeah. that somebody yeah. else is dragging it away for you, that doesn't mm-hmm. seem like that much money. It's That's not true. bad at all. It's Are not you ethically bound to go to the farm and check on it during the year to make sure they're not maltreating it? Like, yeah. if anything happens to the tree, you get an email like, hey, we just wanted to let you know there was a fire. There was, was lightning last night. Uh, <laughs> your, your tree <laughs> forgot to ford the river and died. <laughs> your tree, your tree is okay, tree. but there's some slight flagging. We thought you should know if you'd like to come visit. It's at the tree hospital. Oh, God. The old yellow moment for the tree. Is, is there like a, like a next of kin kind of thing? Like, notify, am I the tree's emergency contact? It's got a fungal infection, son. There's nothing we can do now. Then I'll hear the shotgun loading. <laughs> the, oh, the my thing, gosh. Like, it's really hard to keep a tree's ashes if you do. Uh, oh, Lex. It's sadder than an airplane. Hush, Jewish man. <laughs> we get that a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just because you, you're used to setting things on fire this time of year. Yeah, well, you don't keep do. the melted candles. I mean, when stuff is done, it's done. It's true. Ash to ash. Tree. Unless Lex does keep the melted candles, in which case I apologize, Lex. Tree. No, we, we wax poetic about our menorahs. So what's uh, the deal with the, like, is there really an emotional <laughs> attachment to the menorah? I don't understand no. this at all. 
Oh, in terms of why everybody likes their own? Yeah, like, do, is it specifically yours? Is there something about it being yours? No, no, no. It's just, they actually trade which ones they're lighting. There's actually debates over who gets to light the Disney one and who lights the tallest one and who lights the ballerina there's one. There's a Disney menorah. There's oh, there's Disney all there's every kind of. <laughs> I was surprised at first, and okay. then immediately realized I was not surprised at all. The but, Disney princess no, it's, menorah. It's just it the desire to get to wield mm-hmm. fire. That's all it is. Do you guys have the outdoor all... menorahs there? We have people with menorahs on like giant menorahs on their lawns that they last. They Inflatable. Light every night. No, they're like they're actual steel menorahs that they go out and light every night because they figured you know people here put Santa Clauses and reindeers on their lawn. Why not put a menorah on your lawn? We do have folks in in the New Jersey suburbs who do the uh, like giant inflatable stuff outside, like a giant teddy bear with a dreidel. Uh, we don't do any of that. We don't <laughs> giant have the uh, teddy bear with a dreidel. <laughs> oh, Why a not a thing. giant cat? Why a giant teddy bear? Teddy bears inherently I, I, more Jewish. <laughs> they're just they have the thumbs for dreidel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a, a cat playing a dreidel will get way more YouTube hits. That was that was a pretty good answer, Lex. Uh, but I don't know the answer. But no, we don't have anything that we put out front. We a lot of our friends do the electric menorah that you you know we is used to have when growing up. Electric menorah. <laughs> it is not. But no, so it's just it goes in the window and you screw in one of the lights each day, and it's hard to fit. Uh, Joke. So you, light you screw it in and it lights up and it's oh I found the actual Hanukkah bear that people put in their things I'm gonna send it to this Skype chat if that works for the show notes check the show notes for your for the show notes exactly. show notes for a Hanukkah bear for the oh. Hanukkah bear yardinflatables.com that's definitely that's... sounds like a reputable site to me <laughs> people buy them at Target <laughs> if you want to know the truth. Well, there was that I because I, I, my family is just multicultural to the extreme, and we always had Christmas and Hanukkah every year. And some of the cousins had like the Hanukkah bush and the Hanukkah fairy to better compete with Santa Claus and the Christmas tree. I give that two thumbs down. <laughs> that works. You know, I just want to note: I'm looking at this this Hanukkah bear. And there's it actually says sold out. Add yourself to the waiting list for 2015 above. <laughs> like this Hanukkah bear is so popular that it requires a waiting list. Do it, I think, think they'd make Get more. Eleven feet tall. It is massive. It There's is. Here to love. I don't. I, don't I appreciate ever that seen... there are six pointed stars on its feet. I don't think I've ever seen Hanukkah stuff in the way that people decorate their their the outside of their houses for Christmas. Because usually when you see the decorations for, I mean, you could get like the nativity scene, but other than that, it's all sort of non-religious. It's Santa and Rudolph and snowmen and shit like that. You don't see people reconcile Christmas. You don't see people with like, you know, a burning cross on their lawn or anything like that. (laughs) (laughs) Not where you live. Like a giant burning cross. Yeah. I think it's frowned upon. Why would it be? Look at it. (laughs) Look at it. People of some religions got skittish about public displays of religion for a few decades there, but starting to come out of their shells again. I, you know, it, it bothers me the rest of the year over displays of religion, but this time of year, for some reason, I just, uh, I'm just kind of on board with it. I like Christmas music. I even like the Jesus-y Christmas music. I even don't mind the Jesus-y Christmas movies as long as they're not too overtly Jesus-y. Like if it's a Kirk Cameron movie, that guy can go fuck himself. But other than that. <laughs> you remember Kirk Cameron. Uh, you know, as I'm sitting here, I'm my, my Apple TV, the screensaver is the movie posters. And as I glanced up while I was talking, I saw the poster for Kirk Cameron's. Um, that's gone now, but it's like the Saving he has Christmas. M- he has movies. Mm. Yeah. yeah, he makes. Oh, a, a, he does the. I whole mean, I know he's scenes. you know known internet weirdo, but I didn't yeah. know he had movies. 
he make movies Apparently. like Steven Seagal makes movies where he spends a thousand of his own dollars and then just puts it on a streaming service? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for me, we especially Lauren, we have some jealousy in the Friedman family that we can't put lights on the front of the house without seeming like we're, you know, cheating on our team. And uh, <laughs> go Jews. And they so, make blue and, blue and white. Yeah, blue and yeah, white yeah. lights. Yeah. I mean, blue and white and Hanukkah have no connection to each other. It's the colors <laughs> of these really flat. <laughs> It's like Target they're tells not, they're me not red that and green. blue and white are yeah. Target it's always blue and white. white. Lex. Always blue. And I know. The wrapping I, paper terrible. is blue and white. <laughs> I'm I sent okay you guys an, a link but in the show notes. Lauren is thinking. <laughs> Lauren is thinking that we should uh, like in April we're just going to put lights on our house. Like oh we're just celebrating April Fool's Day and whatnot. April yeah. Fool's Day. You could do no, Passover with decorated with blood. My grandmother. <laughs> My grandmother puts up Christmas lights and then um, she doesn't take them down. So then they fade and they become pastel and she plugs them in at Easter. <laughs> That's brilliant. It works. That's pretty great. That's my kind it of works. laziness. <laughs> She's pretty great. Way to make it work. Sourceful. Yeah. Passive effort. <laughs> what's, what's, uh, what's your weirdest family or household holiday tradition, Amy? Oh, our family, like my immediate family, like just the three of us. Whatevs. Yeah, I don't think we do anything particularly uh, weird. A lot of times at Christmas, like when I go to my mother's, um, we'll learn like a dance. So so maybe maybe <laughs> it is weird. Now that I say it out loud, like me and my sisters will like do like one year we did the all the single ladies dance. Oh, uh, is there video? We know how to Dougie. Like, There's we, like, your YouTube show. There's your YouTube show. <laughs> like we just you know like we get a little rammy at the end of the night and we just start you know we pick the popular dance of the year and we learn it me and my mom and my sisters yeah yeah. i've learned a lot of weird ass dances uh we can do the gangnam style video the electric menorah (laughs) that's pretty great though so talk about a weird thing to band uh to band people together and like make it's like oh you guys are fighting over each other or like fighting uh let's let's learn a dance instead you can't you can't be hitting each other when you're like trying to tap dance right right we've we've turned on each other you know we've we've turned on each other like you're not doing it right we're going left we're going left you know but just something to do it just always seems to come down to that but it's not necessarily a tradition i don't know we're pretty we're pretty boring what about you renee any weird family traditions no, I I have like the multifamily things. I've got to go to Christmas at my mom's, got to go to Christmas at my dad's, and I usually go to end up going to Christmas at one or, or so of the family friends' places. And it's it's just horribly it's horribly, horribly normal, which is like I said, why I want it to be on call. I kind of feel like if you're if you don't have a weird thing, a thing that your family does that nobody else does, then are you doing it wrong? Well, so like when I was younger, my grandmother was German and Lutheran, so she always wanted to do the midnight mass, so I'd have to go to that. And then my my Jewish relatives would come into town because the ski slopes are empty on Christmas, so I'd have to go <laughs> see them. And then you know it was just it was just one weird cultural thing after the other, and I, I didn't particularly identify with any of them, so it just became it's almost like the twelve labors of holidays. All the holidays Sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, and then I would look forward to going back to work because it was relaxing. <laughs> I've been trying to yeah. think of like what my new tradition could be, and I got nothing. We do watch Lord of the Rings Extended Edition like at least once during the holidays, the entire thing back to back for no particular we do that reason. Too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my I plan for that. tomorrow is uh, the, my girlfriend's never seen Star Wars, so we're doing a Star Wars marathon tomorrow. That's my what? Christmas. What? You're what? saving her, Dave. You're, that's your Wait, Christmas. Is she going to see more than I've seen at, by the end of this? Uh, we're doing original trilogy only, but 
four, five, all right, and so six, she'll have, all three. She'll have one title that I haven't seen. That's impressive. Um, you know what? Spike does uh, does Star Wars reruns pretty much all day during Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And I discovered this like randomly four or five years ago when my folks' TV was on the background. And, and I think we just ended up watching them back to back and... It's like it's become a oh nothing else on we'll just we'll just turn on Spike because they're probably going to be playing Star Wars. Mom and Dad just ignore the Viagra and the like KY <laughs> jelly commercials and it'll be fine. American commercials are so weird. I go there and all you see is like law, law firms and health insurance. It's like completely different than Canadian commercials. In Canadian, you just get the late night infomercials where you have to guess the differences between the two pictures. That wasn't an infomercial. That was like a weird public access channel. That was just a TV show? <laughs> yeah, that was just someone paying for time on public access to find scam money out of people. You got the weirdest fucking Did you TV see that, Amy? There. That was at Singleton. And it was, if you turned the channel on, the basic channel was just this, this lovely French lady who kept saying if you called in, she would reveal some giant psychic secret. But she was like so <laughs> bored, and I think she was talking to people on her phone, like she was texting or something. She and like like filing her nails. It and was, Dave made me translate for something like three hours. Yeah, because it was so weird. Like you had to, they would show you the the picture twice, and you had to spot the differences. But whenever they cut to her, it was almost like she didn't know the camera was on. <laughs> Just this this pretty woman sitting there, like texting. She must have been. You know, she was bored. Wouldn't you want to sit there all night and try and take money from people? You know what it reminded me of, and you guys are you guys are gonna laugh and you're gonna jump to the wrong conclusion. But when I lived in Amsterdam, you walk through the red light district, and uh, if it's not the busy time of night, well, you know, because people come over and they want to go through. So you take people through the the red light district, and it's a you you point, you laugh, you have a good time, and then maybe they smoke some weed, and you grab a waffle, and you go home. Uh, but as you're walking through, like half the prostitutes grab a waffle is what I call it too. <laughs> <laughs> Half the prostitutes are just like sitting on a stool uh, texting on their phones. <laughs> well, yeah, because they've got nothing phones. to do right now. And How I do just, you know they're texting as opposed to like Flappy Bird or whatever was all the rage the last time you were in Amsterdam? I don't know. But like the question I always had in my head was, what are they? who are they talking to? The people in the other windows. <laughs> the other prostitutes? Yeah. The other ladies of the night? Warning, really bad guy coming your way. Duck and cover, duck and cover. Yeah, that, that's not a bad <laughs> system, actually. Yeah, not bad. Don't you watch the Doctor Who Christmas special on Christmas, Dave? Uh, oh, yeah. I need to do that. <laughs> I, figured gonna, that was I, I don't know if it's going to become an annual tradition, but I'm going to teach my daughter more about computer programming on Christmas tomorrow. That's Yay. a weird one. I got her a, a Kano for on the last night of Hanukkah. K-A-N-O. It's this computer that your kid builds themselves. You connect it to an HGTV and then you can... Uh, learn to program on it. And so today we were playing with it a little bit and she learned some, some, uh, what was the, uh, Renee will know the answer. I'm sure you all know the answer. That, that uh, cat thing, what was it called where you did the, you had to move the cursor around to draw stuff and you'd like, you know, move the cursor this many pixels to the left and this many pixels. I just remember logo when I was a kid. Logo, right. So logo ask, but this was like, you know, uh, a modern take on it where she had to really understand programming and do loops and then she like was making bodies and stuff so we're going to do more of it tomorrow she's like dad can we do more programming tomorrow so that's going to be our christmas is is computer programming oh that's the best if we, a- we built minecraft well i mean the, the game is already there but you can you can write in python to create your own giant bricks and things and so it was fun it's very cool if only you'd said pearl syracuse it would have shown up on the spot <laughs> <laughs> that's how exactly. you that's how you invoke Syracuse. Yeah. Don't three say times. three times in a row. <laughs> he will just this appear the on the podcast. Christmas party ever, you guys. Such a we aren't nearly as drunk and rowdy as we were last year. <laughs> no. 
This is sad. I'm, I'm completely sober right now. I feel like I need to have like a, a snifter or something. All right, so I we're going to myself I wouldn't drink until Christmas Eve party began. We're going to jump cut to <laughs> six hours it, from Dave. now. <laughs> Dave, we love Fuck you, all Dave. of you. <laughs> Fuck you, people. <laughs> I'm so sick of your shit. You've ruined another Christmas. What mm. I would do is just Skype in Guy English and have you and him argue while the rest of us just stood around and watched for about an hour and a half. Never oh, doing this show again. Christmas party. <laughs> I want Guy English in this mix. I think we can get him. Guy English. He's away on Skype. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm adding him anyway. Let's see if he answers. Oh, you know how badly he could smart. hurt himself trying to get to Skype unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's out drinking. It's much better. The anticipation. Us. We're all waiting. This uh, is no, podcast no. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That would have been great. It would have been awesome build up if we could get him right at the last minute like that. But uh, no he would spend thirty minutes telling you why you were wrong about Christmas trees, Dave. What a tremendous disappointment for the listeners. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah. I was gonna say I hear yeah. a piano in the other room, which means it's time for me to go make Christmas cupcakes. Awesome. <laughs> that oh, sound man. happens in my house. We have to make cupcakes. That sounds like too. so much fun. Now I want Christmas cupcakes. We'll have to send, send. We're supposed to make Christmas cupcakes and Christmas waffles into a tree. I'm being art directed by a five year old. And you guys have a code that when the piano starts, yeah. then you're Mom, supposed you can to podcast. Cook. But when you hear that piano, yep. it's fucking time. It's time. <laughs> yep. Hey, that's sweet. That's a that's a good deal. Good deal. Does Amy, just look over and see if anything's underneath the tree, and then she knows she has to go. <laughs> it's like the Wicked Witch and Wizard of Oz. Like just John's feet are under. Best Instagram of the season. <laughs> No, I'm just trying to hide something. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us for our Christmas holiday party. Yeah, it was fun. This was, a, this was a good excuse to delay having to go out and do last minute Christmas shopping to the last minute. Was I, I thought I was set. I thought I was all good. And then my sister came in with um, with like four gifts per person. And I'm like, oh, crap. Totally ruined <laughs> your Christmas cards. Yeah, I'm like, I've I've been outdone. I'm, I just got the text saying, go get the, can you please pick up the disposable cups on your way over? Because we totally <laughs> forgot them, despite the nine times we went shopping before the. Of course. <laughs> it's always how it works. You always end up shopping for something on Christmas Eve. Always. Yeah. And it's only the stores that are open that cost like 50 bucks a cup. Yeah. That's true. All the cups are gone, except you, except for like the super Walmart and you have to go in and you cry and the wonder why the counters holding the last bag going, ha ha, you want these sucker. <laughs> well, good luck guys. <laughs> I'm going to go get drunk and actually happy I'm going to go uh, finish some gift stuff. Thumbs up. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Merry Bye, Christmas. Everyone. Happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> Bye. 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 Hey everyone. What's going on? 